All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Uncrowned Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Batiste, or as other people know me as across the interwebs, JB Motivation. In this podcast, we will go over anything and everything to improve your quality of life, whether that is physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, communal, relationship, whatever it may be, to just make your life that much better. We will focus primarily on men's mental health, however, we'll end up touching on subjects that can be relatable for all audiences. Viewers' discretion advised there is a lot of swearing or vulgarity, but let's be honest here. We're some real-ass motherfuckers. If you want to support the podcast, don't forget to check out our merch site at www.jbmotivation.com. And if you'd like to book a one-on-one coaching call with myself, go to standwith.me slash jbmotivation. Other than that, don't forget to like, share, follow, rate the podcast, do whatever you got to do. But other than that, sit back and enjoy the show, you dirty, sexy motherfuckers. Right. We also have to keep in mind, though, you have to be present in the right way. Right? Because you can be present, but sometimes your presence can be more detrimental or toxic than your absence. So if he's going to show up, he has to show up with the right mentality and the right mindset. That way his presence is, you know, a benefit instead of a nuisance, I guess, or an asset, or sorry, a liability. Right. I saw somebody pop in and pop out real quick. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, if if isn't it not getting a lot of traffic on here, we could definitely hop over to uh, fucking my TikTok and just we can either go live together or whatever because that's like that's guaranteed traffic at least right i think that might be the uh the plan for tonight just as a um a wing it yeah we could probably pop over there uh shame could still record it for us that way we got the video but yeah i mean as more people tend to filter in and out i'm surprised usually was it yesterday or the day before dude i got bombarded with questions man go 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 and i was like jesus fuck and it's always fun when you're like rapid fire answers. Like, you should probably text me when you're getting ready to go live, so way I have an opportunity to get in there with you. You get those days where you're getting hit hard with questions. We can, you know, sit there and bounce them back and forth instead of just me surprised, like, "Oh yeah, he's online." I mean, I, I usually do this shit when I can or when I have a free time too. But I don't know, we'll see. It's, it's weird. It's literally such a hit or miss. It's either, you know, yeah, it's okay, it's whatever. Or it's literally just everything. Um, my thoughts on creatine, people think way too much into it. Right? It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to kill you. Right? It's not going to make you huge. But it's really, take five grams a day. Don't fucking worry about it. It's really, don't expect anything crazy off of it. Any help for the skinny guy who never speaks out? What, what are you not speaking out on? I mean, like, I'm a small dude. When I went to military, I was 5'9 and all of a buck 25. So it's, I, I've never been quiet. I, I've got a lot of Irish in me. Quiet wasn't my thing. So I don't understand why people think that because they're small, they got to be timid. Like, be who you are and say what you got to say. Holding that shit in ain't going to do nothing for you. But don't be stupid about it, though. Yeah, there's always consequences. As long as right. you want to accept them. <laughs> don't be that dude with Napoleon complex thinking you're hot shit. Just got a little bit of liquid confidence in you going up to the guy who's, you know, a foot taller than you being like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, let me know how that goes. But, hey, I've had some fun birthing battles where I've attacked guys who have your stature, but <laughs> but it's because no everybody's afraid of those bigger dudes when I know damn well those bigger dudes are used to being careful because of their size. So I'm going after them because they're going to be cautious and we're going to have fun. Oh, Jesus. No, but honestly, if it's a confidence issue, dude, if you if the size thing is that really big of a deal with you, you feel like that'll boost your confidence, go to fucking gym, eat your food, right? 
is the don't overcomplicate emotions it. all the time. Why? Why would that ever? I feel like that was a very bullshit question. Why ever would it be okay to keep in your feelings all the time? There's a time and place for everything. There's definitely a time and place when to or when not to show your emotions. But in order, I'm sorry, but to do that indefinitely at that point, you're just setting yourself up for failure. I actually went to therapy as a young kid because I never expressed my darker emotions. So, like, if I got angry, upset, sad, wanted to cry, I wouldn't express that those things when I was younger. And right. my school recognized that as a very volatile environment for me. And they were right. Like, I got to understand that if I keep holding that shit in, at some point, I'm going to break. And all of those emotions all at once come out. It's better yeah, than yeah, emotions like that. Than that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think... Especially with um, what today Western culture is going, it's very all or nothing, right? If you, even looking at the media, right? The politics, left, right. Looking at, you know, color, well, black, white. Looking at, you know, skinny, fat, this, that. It, it's just this or this. This just one, right? It doesn't have to always be just this or it doesn't always have to be just this. Life is not black and white. There are so many different variables and you know, variants of things that in between, it's like you can't just put one overarching label on everything. So to say to always show your emotions, no. To never show your emotions, also no. And that's where I think a lot of people run into trouble because you have the people that are always emotional, right? So one, you can never take them seriously and it's often toxic as all hell. And you have the people that never show their emotions and it's the same thing, right? I mean, there's a time and place in it, you know, with everything that you do. This is you need I mean, people don't take it. time. I get it nowadays. You're scared to say something because everybody tries to handshake everything. You know, if you say you have a feeling about something stupid like the size of an apple or the color of an apple, then all of a sudden it means that you mean this about oranges and bananas. Like, no, I said this about apples. Apples is what I was talking about. Fuck oranges and bananas. So, right, and that, that's, so it's hard to talk about shit when you feel like you're going to be attacked by everything you say. That, that's, that's so immature. Honestly, it really is because I can be like, "Oh, I only like," or sorry, no, it's like I like ballpoint pens. That makes about as much sense as after I say I like ballpoint pens for them to look at me and go, "What's wrong with pencils? Why do you like the fountain pens?" It's like just because I didn't specifically articulate every little writing utensil that I like to utilize in my arsenal does not mean I neglect or dislike any of the rest of them. Right. It was like they create that narrative in their heads like, oh you like this? Okay, so that must mean X, Y, and Z. It's like, no motherfuckers, I say what I mean. So I meant to say that, I meant to say that. And if I didn't say this, because it doesn't fucking need to be said. Tyler, you gotta throw your question out there if you want to answer it. Uh, let's see. Dakota said, thanks for everything you gave me. New purpose for me to wake up and find a way to be motivated. William, how do I stop thinking of my ex? She was my best friend, and after a fight, she wants nothing from me. Okay. You must not have been that important. Like, why are you putting more? Why are you putting energy into somebody who isn't putting energy into you, bro? Like, why? Why are you assigning all that emotion? So, look, your emotions were valid in the moment of the relationship when it was valid, but now that she's directed what this is for you oh <laughs> i got i got distracted there <laughs> but honestly, i mean I was like, why, why do people 
why do people just keep going with, yeah, that's the way it was, but it's not the way it is anymore. Like they don't take in that new view. Oh, it seems to be a really common trend that we're, that we're facing right now. But it's like, I was actually going to be nice on that one. You're the one that just went right in and be like, you don't fucking matter. But like, okay, shit, just damn. I wasn't but, trying to be mean. I was trying to be blunt. But I mean, so pay, pay attention to a lot of questions that we've been getting lately when we've been doing this shit off and on. It's like, one of the biggest topics, and I think I'm going to have to address this maybe a little more in depth, is that people have this narrative of being stuck in the past, right? They associate their whole identity and their character with whatever trauma situation, whatever happened in the past. And that's what they hold as like who they are. And it's almost like you have to address that at its source, bring them back to reality, be like, no, 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 this is who you are. I, that's that. I don't. What is, what is your opinion on it? Because that seems to be way more common right now, as time seems to progress. I think it's more of an issue with assigning value. Uh, you you forget to assign yourself value while you're assigning everything else in the world value, like your partners, your jobs, your daily activities, you know, your playstations, your computers, whatever you got going on. You always assign forget to assign value to yourself so then you stop thinking of yourself as something that needs to be valued you all know i think that i you know what i think is definitely a contributing issue with that is a lot of people growing up now are forgetting to assign the value to themselves because i mean look at shit you have like young kids like four or five years old walking around with phones damn near nicer than mine on social media getting exposed to that they're already being taught at such a young age that their value and their worth is associated with their image on social media, right? The, the likes, the follows, the shares, whatever. That to them is they're associated with value. They're already being ingrained in that. So even in their up and coming, right? In their, you know, adolescence, teenage, preteen, whatever, maybe years, it's like they already form, formulated that in their head. It's like, this is how I associate my value. It's that slippery slope. Like nobody took the time to acknowledge the kids. Like, look, you have access to everything and anything. The internet has brought out no limits and mm -hmm. so people like lose sight of just being who they are because they're just trying to be who everyone likes like fuck all that man i got time for that shit i walk around in a pirate hat half the time and a pirate costume and i went to the restaurant dressed up like this and just me and my family like just having fun but you can't blame them though because that's like literally what they're exposed to at such an early age and you almost have to take it over the parents, but like, why are you allowing your child to do this? Or why are you allowing them to be exposed to so much shit early on where they're creating this character in reality virtually, whereas creating their character in reality in the actual fucking world where it matters, where they can actually apply it. So I, I just saw someone uh, pop in the comments that I kind of wanted to address. This. Uh, they said, value is not a real metric anymore. Well, People often seem to forget that there's, you know, let, let, let me let me address this real quick. Value and worth are two different things, right? People like to be like, oh, I'm valuable on this, I'm that. It's like, value is what people assign you, right? If you're valuable to me, it's because I see something in you that could be of mutual benefit. If you're not valuable to me, then I don't need you in my life. And I know it sounds cruel and harsh or whatever, but that's the reality of the situation. I can think whatever the fuck I want to think, you can think whatever the fuck you want to think. So if I think that you are valuable in my life, guess what? To me, you have value. Worth, however, 
Worth is what you decide yourself. Worth is what you give yourself, right? We all have worth as sentient human beings. No one can tell you what you're worth. We all have worth, right? A life is worth, but your value is what you bring to the table. Your value is what you provide. So I hope that kind of that clears that up. I, I want to I want to throw on there that when you say like value, so your your broad statement of value is no real metric. Anything I decide is a metric for me is a metric for me. Nobody gets to decide that for me. And nobody gets to decide that for you. You can feel as though things have failed you and it, there's no way to measure it appropriately. But at the end of the day, life is measured by what you determine and how you decide. Nobody gets to decide that for you. What you want so to I, I will say this. So I, I will say this though, is like, yes, you can you can have the things that, you know, you think are valuable that you can, you know, put out in the world. But again, it's like perfect analogy is I, I can make a product, right? I can I can have this I can have this invention. And to me, it's the most amazing thing in the world. And I'm like, this is worth everything. And I put it on the market, and everyone's like, fuck you doing, dude. What are you doing? And nothing happens with it. It's like, to me, it's like, okay, I put out value, but unless it's actually applicable, like it, it don't mean shit. Right? It's almost like Proving a concept, proof like proving the market. Does that, that kind of make sense? Yeah, definitely. Like, how many times I've come to you with an idea, like, "Hey, we should do this. This would be a great idea," and you're like, "Yeah, but this is how it's going to be perceived." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Well, right, right. Because you know that's something that you can put out there, but if other people don't see it as valuable or don't want it, then in reality, it doesn't mean anything. Same thing, you know. Same thing can go with ideas. Right, ideas can be valuable. So long as they are perceived of value. You remember that rose thing I wanted to do for the men? Oh I yeah, no. Black that. and gold rose that you could buy a buddy. <laughs> there was no way we would have been ever able to do that. I hope you know that, right? <laughs> I mean, with a lot of research, we would have found a way, but it might have been more than the funds we had available to get it together. That's something that we maybe we can think about down the line, right? As just like a little whatever. But where we stand right now, yeah, like that's something that you do at like some Hallmark shit. You know, you know how my brain works. I'm always taking big picture later down the line. Yeah. Um, real quick, the Discord is for the Uncrowned now. We used to be the Uncrowned Kings. We are now just the Uncrowned because. We welcome women into the, the Uncrowned movement as part of the growth and movement and moving forward. We're, we're not just focused on men anymore. Um, everybody is welcome to join. We love having people in there. We don't like toxicity. We will shut that down in a heartbeat. So if you come in there trying to play a clown or trying to, you know, steal money from people through sympathies that you made up on Wednesday, it's not going to go through. So join there because you want to help or get help or do both, but not because you want to get something like fun or entertainment out of it. Although we do do entertaining things. I'm just saying people are not your entertainment. So it's not a sausage fest anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, ho and hopefully we can start to move the, uh, the community discord once the app gets out over to the app and we can kind of, you know, do our little thingy thing over on, on that aspect too. Yeah. Uh, I did see Tyler follow up with a, I don't feel worthy, but honestly, Tyler, 
you got to dive into yourself and understand why you don't feel worthy and why you assign that to yourself. That's something you create inside your mind. Not necessarily. Oftentimes, whenever you have that feeling of, you know, self-doubt or worthlessness is because of a situation or something else has put into you. We, we're not born being like, I hate myself while they're fucking sucking on their mom's tit, right? That's just from the negative influences or situations that we've been put into life that slowly change that mentality of like how we view our own self-worth. We don't just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm one ugly, worthless motherfucker. Meanwhile, like nothing else happened before that. Like perfect, stereotypical, normal fucking life. You don't just wake up and be like, I fucking hate everything. There has to be something had to have led to that point. Like, how did we get to there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I agree that environment creates a lot. But I also believe more heavily that personal choice and personal acceptance is a heavier weight. Right. Right. Uh, now, Tyler, you can find the link in his, in his bio. So let me ready you this then, right? Because obviously you said personal choice, whatever is defining your own self-worth outside of the situation or scenario that you're inside of. What would you tell someone that suffers from, you know, anxiety or trauma being through the situations or scenarios to where they have traumatic experiences associated with self-worth, say they're, you know, they had a parent or a relationship, whatever, with someone who is constantly sitting there degrading them. And you know, as well as I do, once you tell yourself something or be told something over and over and over again, well, you start to create your own reality, whether or not that's even true or not, you will literally convince your mind that that is how it is. So if that's the situation, that's the case, then in a sense, it's not really their fault that they can't define their own self-worth. And this is more of like a PTSD than just general anxiety and whatnot. It's more of a learned experience brought to you directly by somebody you're supposed to trust and supposed to, you know, believe. And honestly, that takes a lot of deep diving. And I would suggest professional help getting through those kinds of deals because there is nothing I could say that would fix fix you in one sentence, maybe even a paragraph. Nope, that's something that you have to literally go through and dissect and address the entirety of the traumatic situation or person or whatever. And then literally just slowly pull apart and work through all the intertwines because that shit's deep. That, that shit's in the core. As soon as something becomes subconscious, it is extremely hard to retrain your mind to think otherwise. Um, you can look up the Uncrowned Discord in the community inside of Discord's uh, Discovery. It should show up either the Uncrowned or Uncrowned Kings. JB did change the name on me, so I don't know what it's showing up as. Oh, I, I thought I changed everything to just the Uncrowned. I know, but I don't know if that affected the community link. Listen, dude, I just work here. <laughs> no, you're the face. Like, I'm the one who just works here. Okay, yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, Shane might be able to go into Discord and grab a link and post it in real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do when you know you're getting, wait, what do you do when you know what, when you're getting, I'm thinking just turn what? Right. I'm like that English. Hey, you're, you're missing the key points. Like you've got everything around the key point. <laughs> I just need that key point. How to make an ex jealous. You don't. What's what do you point? gain from that? Like, he who says oh, revenge should be two graves. Trust me, karma's a bitch, and she will get hers. And if you feel like if you feel like you're getting played, 
address it. And if that's really how you feel, then why, why are you still in that situation? If you're getting played, then you're getting played. Like, that's on the other person. That's something they own. Walk away from the situation. Do you need answers? No. Do you need responses? No. What you need is to take care of your own mental health and let go of all that baggage that makes you feel like you're not equal in standing. Yeah, I think people fail to realize that if you don't have like a moral obligation, like, you know, kids, whatever it may be, or a legal obligation, i.e. marriage, a house, you guys' names are on something, there's literally nothing keeping you there besides emotion. Like, there's literally no. nothing to happen there. And I get it, emotion sometimes can be the hardest one because I take a psychological effect on you and a psychological toll, but, like, literally, there's nothing tying you. I've been a fucking victim, bumfuck, dumbass on that, too. I'll own that shit to the goddamn grave. You know what I mean? So I understand it's hard. But I will address the reality of the situation is like, I get it. You don't want to hurt them. You want communication. You know, you may want that, that level of closure. But unless the other person fucking dies, they get the closure that you need because there will always be the shit that you never knew about. And I'm sure I just gave a whole bunch of people anxiety when I said that. But whenever there is a breakup or a loss or anything like that with someone else, you can have the most peaceful, quote-unquote, breakup as you possibly can, but you will never get full closure in that situation because you never really knew what they did behind closed doors or the things that you didn't find out about. At that point, it is best just to lay it to rest, not fucking worry about it, because I can't tell you the amount of times that after the relationship ends, the amount of shit that I found out after the relationship that went on in the relationship, it ain't fucking worth it. It does, it does nothing to help you. And I, mm -hmm. I now that I understand Jules' comment better, you know, he, he's thinking that turning toxic will do him a whole lot better. Like, no, it won't. It'll just keep on leading you down a path of failure and remorse and regret and anger because you're not applying anything positive to the situation to make it positive. If you're going to go negative, that's all you're going to get. When you seek negative, you get negative. That's the laws of life. If you're going to get toxic and start going out there and being toxic, it does nothing for you. If you're going to grow from the situation, move on, and learn from it what not to accept later in relationships, that's all the positive you need. Learn from the mistakes. Learn from the lessons. Move on. Sitting around and dragging somebody else through the mud because it makes you feel better in the moment ain't going to do shit for you in the long run. I, I still think people fail to realize that, like, even in actual life application, we still kind of follow the laws of physics, right? And every action has an equal and opposite reaction. With everything, there is a cause and effect. I think people just try to do things or go about things, not realizing that their actions does have an effect, right? They did the cause, right? This is what they did. There will be an effect. They end up going into these situations or, you know, a lot of times doing what they do because that effect may not show its face in immediately right like i was saying before we're in such like a here now like immediate gratification instant whatever so they make these decisions and in their head they're justifying it or thinking it's okay because there's not an immediate effect not realizing that that may, that effect may not show its face for a month a year five years 
you don't know, but there will always be a cause and effect. And this is how they learned you want to be. cycle that we keep getting fucked over on, though. This is why we keep going through these cycles of hurt, pain, love, hurt, pain, love. Because motherfuckers, get, they get in their heads like, oh, I'm going to show them. And they go out and do the same exact thing. Like you said earlier, the abused become the abuser. And the cycle just keeps going back and forth. So then men can't trust women. Women can't trust men. Women can't trust women. Men can't trust men. Why? Because the cycle just keeps fucking going. Nobody wants to end it. Nobody wants to say stop here. No one wants to say stop here because one. Actually, I can't. I can't even say that because we're on live and not Discord, so I kind of have to watch my mouth when I say this. <laughs> the stature and status of men right now is almost at an all-time low. Right. We're finding it very hard to stop that cycle because we don't have enough real motherfuckers out there to finally put their foot down. That's why this is not coming to an end. That's why the cycle of fuckassery is going and going and going. Is because no one wants that social ridicule or that prejudice from when they finally... I'm, there's a lot of guys and a lot of women that are tired of the way Western culture is going right in that direction. And their mentality is same as your... Put the foot down. Have an end to it. Like, getting real fucking sick and tired of it. But no one wants to actually stand and carry it out and actually stand by their word. Because look how society comes at people who actually stand against the narrative. They get crucified. Terry Crews. Like, you, you've seen what, what's happened to me on a couple controversial videos. You remember, dude, you remember that one I made about body count? Yep. Holy crap. Like, that one was bad. And all because a man said it. Not because it was said, but because a man said it. Yeah. That, that's okay, though, because if you look at the comments, all emotional. They're all emotionally triggered. There was only one person in that comment section that actually had a normal discussion with me, and I was grateful for it. Because I even put down there, I'm open for a respectful, logical conversation. All of them. And you, you know for a fact you you can't have a conversation or an argument with somebody the moment you insult them, degrade them, slander them. That that's not an argument. That serves no purpose in the conversation. That serves no purpose to have us reach a middle ground. Right? All you're doing is you feel threatened, so you have to attack because you don't have the ideas or the mentality to actually formulate shit that fucking matters. Like, I'm not a content creator. I'm not, like, you get out here, you create content, you move people, and I back you up. When I get on TikTok, I'm a debater. I go into people's comments, and I debate the topics that they bring up. That's what I like to do. I have fun with that. A lot of times, it's hard to keep those debates on track because people start going after your character and things they don't know about you, but they want to make assumptions because they want to trigger you away from the topic because you're making good arguments. It's really hard to stay on topic when people are doing that shit. I got blamed for everything that went bad in my relationship. Sounds typical. It, it just shows you that the relationship wasn't meant to be. Well, it's a very good guideline for, oh, okay, well, maybe this is the wrong one. This is not the person who deserves my energy or my time. Or maybe it is your fault. Sometimes that happens. Regardless, whatever relationship ends, it's, it's never just solely one-sided. Both yeah. of you guys are in a relationship, right? So even if there was that one deciding factor, it's like, oh, no, you did the wrong, so this is why we end. Well, there also has to be some level of self-accountability of like, 
How did you allow that to happen? How did you get that yourself in that situation? What areas were not being fulfilled in the relationship? What was not communicated properly? You know, like there's her side, your side, and then the fucking truth. And the fucking truth is the part that both y'all fucking missed. Yeah, it's because of emotions. Men get so, and this is the thing. Like, so we always say men are logical beasts. We always think in logic. Women always think with emotion. But ultimately, when we get in a relationship, we kind of dim down our logic and start matching the emotion of the women we're with. Because I can think through any problem logically any day, all day. But as soon as my wife tells me she's emotionally invested in that problem, my logic starts dimming down. And I start getting emotional too because I want to make sure that the situation is addressed emotionally right for her. And a lot of times I I miss because I'm a man (laughs) doing what men are not supposed to do and using emotions to solve logical problems. Yeah, that, that's that's where guys really need to keep a sharp mental acuity. But a lot of times they'll run into that issue because they get into these relationships and the woman takes the lead. Well, it emasculates them. So they're not going to be full front, both logical and a little bit of an emotional. Because the best part about a man being in his masculine energy but allowing the feminine energy to flow, flow through him Right, and having a actual feminine woman is that a good feminine woman with with the right guy can actually allow him to, you know, have that other aspect, right, that other variable to his character, you know, the proper showing of emotion, right? Because she gives him almost like that sp- that safe space, which is starting to get fucking slim pickings and far and few in between right now. But we need to go back. We need to go back to idolizing people of character. We need to go back to, and I don't mean this in a a slanderous way of like, you know, Nicki Minaj is nothing because her music is garbage. Like, music we listened to when we were growing up was worse than what she fucking puts out nowadays, if you think about it a lot. But, like, I mean it in a way of, if you don't have character that is defined by you and is not fallible by somebody else, meaning somebody else doesn't, if somebody else can define you in the moment, your character is in question because your character melded to their wants and their lead. Instead of just being your character. If your character can't stand up to people and be what it is all the time, then you're not a person of character, realistically. No, you're just simply easily influenced. Just like everyone, or not everyone, but a majority of people in this Western culture. It's, it's a big reason why companies get their influencers. Because influencers influence people. What do they do? Take this, influence other people to buy my shit. Is one of your 27 kids crying in the background, Chess? Uh, we're babysitting a kid, and she's like seven months old, so they're really easy to upset. So my my granddaughter's getting ready to be born. And You're going to be a grandpa? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you old fuck. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm getting to that stage. Um, So to practice having a baby around again, because it's been a while, we took on a baby from a family member to see, you know, if we can deal with the stresses. <laughs> you do realize if each one of your kids had one to two grandkids, you're going to have a household of like 40. I've only got six kids. And that grows exponentially. You, you realize this, right? <laughs> Look, my, my papa had 12 kids. Pulling out is a thing. Right, I'm a fucking hypocrite when I say this. <laughs> but They didn't teach me that. The the <laughs> they taught me if I want to drink, I got to go full force. Yeah, but you also go through the wrong home, so. <laughs> uh, Chaz, to be fair, Most- internet... Internet slash internet culture does accelerate the issue. What was the question? 
It's not a question. He's making a statement. He's oh. saying that uh, realistically is accelerated by the internet, which we brought up earlier. So he's right. Um, accessibility to information and a vast amount of resources makes things a lot worse. Uh, Johan, communication is the main thing. Of course, communication is the main. Communication is always the primary thing. Well, I mean, look, look at it this way. Even looking at the statistics, so when you can tell what years, right, social media kind of came out, what years they really started to take out everything. Compare that with the same charts of mental health, right, people on prescription medications, people being diagnosed with mental, like, mental health disorders, suicide rates, suicide, att or suicide attempts. As social media and the internet and technology in all facets starts to get on the rise and getting more intertwined with our day-to-day -day lives, all those factors on all the charts go up. The only one that goes down is the age in which this shit starts, right? It's the age of self-harm, the age of suicidal tendencies, the age of quote-unquote depression. That goes down, meaning it's starting at an earlier age because they're being exposed to all this bullshit so at such a young age. And again, I blame, a lot of the, I blame a lot of the parents for not having that accountability being like, no, we need to be more involved so we actually know what's going on. We're just making the world a whole lot more complicated than what it's supposed to be by allowing too much information to flow in too fast. Because honestly, we didn't have these issues prior because we were able to gauge and guide and you know decide when to introduce certain things. Oh, right, um, and now... Sorry, go ahead. Real, real quick, I was going to say, Jules, you got to ask a question. You can't answer if you don't ask it. So, I mean, look at it this way, though. The, the fathers were always, you know, going out to work, whatever, but now women are heavily in the workforce. The only person really raising or teaching the kids at the schools, and the schools are getting their information and their, their education, whatever curriculum, from the government. So, really, it's the government raising the kids. Now we have the whole influx of the, the internet and the information age, and literally, it's the exact same thing what happens when you go to a restaurant, you get handed a big-ass menu with 70 different options. Yeah, a lot of things may look great to you, but when the server comes and actually asks you what you want, you go, I don't know, because your analysis by paralysis. However, if you go to a restaurant that only has five things on the menu, you'll be able to pick out what you want in less than a minute. You're guided, you have direction, and you have the right guidance. So I, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure there's really any savings. Right, because one or two two things needs to happen either we need to slow down on the fucking internet consumption which that's gone that's out that's out the fucking window there's no way in hell that's that's happening or two right we have the new generation the generation before mine right the ones that are majority of all the parents and shit which is going to be switching here soon um need a big fucking wake-up call right they people need to actually start guiding the younger generation i love well, i just got treated me like shit left me after two years because I'm a bitch in her eyes put a gun up to me. Was that a question or a comment? That's the situation. How do you move on? How, How do, you... do you not move on? Excuse me. Go ahead, Debbie. Oh. Well, again, too generic of a question. How do you move on? Like, mentally, like, move on? Like, you're trying to overcome the like the PTSD quote unquote from that situation or move on is in like you can't get over them. Like you are still stuck like attraction with that person. 
it sounds like he's saying that he feels stuck in the relationship because of the the way it ended and the way he was treated. He says both to you. Oh. Uh, yeah. You, know, you want to know how to solve that issue really fucking quick? If you have evidence of anything of that happening, literally just call the cops, show them the evidence, get her taken away. Now she's out of the picture. You won't have to fucking worry about it anymore. And then from there, then you could actually start to address the shit that's going on in your head. But you need to remove yourself from that situation if you ever hope to fucking fix your head. I just I couldn't imagine attaching myself to somebody like that. Like I was in an abusive relationship, but it was like an abuse that was like passive aggressive kind of. So I I didn't recognize it. But like I'm literally, somebody's so I'm literally holding a gun to you. So, John, I'm I'm literally speaking from experience. Like that is that is literally what I did. Yeah. Right? I I physically removed her from the situation so that I could re- then remove myself since I didn't have that fucking wall up. And then I could start working on my headspace. There's no way in hell I would ever have been able to work on my mental health and my headspace with that still present. And sometimes the only way to get rid of that presence is to physically remove, especially when it's that serious. If you can't remove the other person, you need to remove yourself. There's, there's no way around it. But sometimes it's a lot harder in, in situational people that can or cannot remove themselves. You have to remember that. Some people get stuck in that kind of situation. And, and if the situation is that serious, he doesn't have to be the one that removes her. Right? He can like, keep himself out of the picture and have another entity, third party, whatever it may be, remove her from or him from that situation. So that, that's even better in that sense, if that's even an option, because then you also don't feel like the guilt of like, oh, I'm the one that did this. It's like, no, she was doing something or he was doing something wrong and they got taken away because they had to deal with the consequences of it. It wasn't but, you necessarily. But this is a situation where he addresses that she left him. And well, still I, feels I, have to, I have to speak I have to speak sometimes going over this the situation this right, entirety right, right. so that it can still apply to other people who may not be going through the exact same thing. But in his situation she removed herself. Yeah. That I don't I'm he's confused. Still connected to her. He wants to get over her. He's got that emotional connection still, whereas she's moved on. Well, he, he, he needs to stop talking about her, right? He, he's keeping that door open. He's still keeping that inventory in his head. That's the first step with everything. Honestly, Jules, you gotta, you've gotta redefine your life because right now you're reliant on another person who wasn't a good guiding point, wasn't a good walking partner and you feel like the potential of that person still outweighs the reality of that person. Ah yes, falling in love with the potential of somebody that's a bitch. I won't fucking suck. Honestly, just repetition trains the mind. Like go through each day and find a way to not be about her. Find a way to find yourself again. Who you were before you were in the relationship, the things you enjoyed before you gave them up for the relationship. Because all men do it. We all let go of things that kept us happy because it made them more happy. And again, you're losing your character. You're losing yourself. And you're not really being a man at that point because you're allowing your character to mesh with her character. So after she leaves, you lose a part of yourself because you, you put her on that pedestal. You gave a part of yourself to associate her with you in your life. You should never have to give a part of yourself just to be associated with somebody else. But I think... uh 
I mean, that, was, that was all our all our time for today. Yeah. <laughs> we addressed quite a few different topics. We did. We did. I was happy we finally got some uh, finally got some questions in. Uh, was this did, was, was this being recorded? Was, was uh, hey. yeah. I didn't I didn't see his name popped up unless I missed it. He's been in the chat telling people to join the Discord and answering questions for us. Oh, that was him. Oh man, my eyes are worse than my eyes are worse than I thought. Then, um, yeah. All right, up oh, there he is. Okay, now I see him. Uh, all right. You know what's cool is that I, I, I can record the outro outside of this as well, so I don't have to. I don't have to worry about it. I can literally be like, "Deuces, bitches." Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Just thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure, Shane. Thank you for bearing with us and recording, even though kind of outside the norm, but. Other than that, guys, if you got nothing else for me, I got nothing else for you. And uh, until next time.